listening to Northwest Chinese Baptist Church Podcast. To learn more about Northwest, including our gathering time, visit us at nwcbc.org. Today's speaker will be Pastor Stephen Yi. Well, good morning, everyone. I am so glad that you are here. Thank you so much for coming this morning, gathering together to worship our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Uh, I'm thankful for each one of you. And uh, before we get into God's Word today, uh, I just have a few announcements that I want to remind you of. And I apologize for the slides. That's my fault. Um, I am technically challenged, and so uh, I apologize. Um, but um, I do want to remind you to uh, put in your order for our Northwest Chinese Baptist Church t-shirt, official t-shirt, limited edition. It might be valuable someday. Uh, make sure you put your order in. There will be a limited quantity. Uh, no, we're just, we want to ask you to check out what size you want. There's some sample sizes out there. Uh, outside the church here um, for you to take a look at later and please fill out. Uh, it would be helpful if you could do it online. That'd be the best. But there's also some pieces of paper out there for you guys to fill in. Um, and uh, yeah, uh, we as a church, we are so blessed and we want to provide a shirt for every person uh, here. And uh, as well as, you know, if you feel led, <laughs> uh, we encourage you also to help offset the cost. Uh, t-shirts are about $8, but, but we're thankful that, that we're going to have a church t-shirt. Uh, and someone asked me, I want to know when I'm going to get my shirt, Pastor Steve. And I said, it'll be here soon. Um, so please fill out the order form so that we can order the shirts <laughs> and they can come in as quickly as possible. Uh, so last week will be the last week to, to put in your order for this round of, of t-shirts. Um, and of course, we will purchase some extra uh, for those that weren't able to get their order in. Uh, but please, fill out your order form. Uh, secondly, for, for you church members, my dear fellow church members, uh, please stay today after English service for our business meeting, our quarterly business meeting. Um, God is doing great things. There's so many things going on, and, and we want to celebrate together and also uh, come together and, and, and seek God's wisdom as, as we desire to be faithful. So please stay if you are able to. Uh, and then lastly, I want to encourage you, put it on your calendar February 4th and make a point and make it a priority to come and participate in our church-wide prayer and planning meeting February 4th. All right, it'll be from 8.30, to 12, 8.30 in the morning till 12 p.m. Uh, please, uh, I encourage you to come. Let's pray to God together and uh, seek his wisdom um, as we desire to, that the lost would be saved and that Northwest Chinese Baptist Church is a light in this community um, and that God is glorified. So uh, sorry for all the announcements, but I, I just wanted to remind you all of those. You know, every day I am reminded of how important family is. Every day that I wake up and I'm breathing and, and it's, uh, I'm blessed with a new day, I'm reminded of the importance of family. 
And when I think about family, there's all kinds of thoughts that swirl around in my heart and in my mind, thoughts of celebration, thoughts of joy. There's also memories of hurt and disappointment. And mostly in regards to my own shortcomings and my failings, I think of times that I've neglected my family. What comes to your mind when you think of family? And I know for some of us, maybe the the thoughts of, of hurt and disappointment, those are the thoughts that come to mind when you think of the word family. But this morning, I wanted us to focus in on God's family. God's family. Those of us who have put our faith in Jesus Christ as our Lord and Savior. I'm talking about the church, the body of Christ. Did you know that we are a family in Jesus Christ? Now, last week we looked at, uh, at the first purpose, our first God-given purpose in life, and that's to, to what? That's to worship God, to know Him and to love Him. And the Bible calls... The Bible tells us, God tells us, that we were created to worship God, that we were planned to bring Him pleasure, to know Him and to love Him, to know His love and to share His love. And today, we're going to look at the second purpose. You know, this series, we're talking about what God created us for, God's purpose for you. And the second purpose that that we're going to focus in on this morning is the purpose of fellowship, the fact that we were created, each one of you were created for God's family. And I want you to notice this Bible verse, and you can look at it in your outline that's in the program, or you can follow along on the screen. It comes from the letter written by the Apostle Paul in Ephesians chapter 1, verses 3 through 5. And I want to share this with you. I'm going to read it out loud. Before I read it, I want to pray for us. But please open up your Bible to Ephesians chapter 1, verses 3 through 5. Now, would you pray with me? Heavenly Father God, we praise you, God. You are God Almighty. You're the creator of the heavens and the earth. And God, I thank you so much for this beautiful morning. I thank you for the rain. I thank you for the cool weather. And yes, we may be cold. Some of us might not like being wet. But God, I thank you for the rain. God, thank you for being so good to us. Thank you, God, for the great things that you are doing in and through your church, Northwest Chinese Baptist Church. And we know, God, that church is not a building. Church is your people. And so, God, I thank you so much for my brothers and sisters in Christ. I thank you, God, for their love for you. I thank you, God, for their faithfulness, God, in serving you and being a blessing to others. And and God, I pray that today that you would help us to to learn more about your purpose for us in living as part of your family. God, help us to understand what what fellowship is this morning. And God, I pray that as we study your word, God, that you would give us wisdom, that your Holy Spirit would stir in our hearts, God, that you would open our eyes and open our ears, God, to what it is that you are trying to teach us this morning. God, thank you for being so good to us. God, I pray for those that are in our midst, my friends, my family members, God, that are struggling, maybe those that are hurting. God, I pray that you would remind them of your presence. God, that you would remind them of your plan, that you would remind them of your promises. God, that day by day, they would look to you. They would know that you are here, God, that you love them, 
that you are working for them, God, for their good. And God, I ask, yeah, we ask for your help. God, help us today. Help us every day in every way. God, thank you for Jesus. Thank you for the hope that we have in your one and only son, Jesus. And uh, I thank you for today. I pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. If you would, look at Ephesians chapter 1, verses 3 through 5. I want to read this out loud to you as you follow along silently. Ephesians chapter 1, verses 3 through 5. Praise be to the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, who has blessed us in the heavenly realms with every spiritual blessing in Christ. For he chose us in him before the creation of the world to be holy and blameless in his sight. In love, he predestined us for adoption to sonship through Jesus Christ in accordance with his pleasure and will. Now, I I shared this passage with you last week, but I want us to focus in on it this week. And look at verse 5 again, right? He predestined us for adoption to sonship through Jesus Christ in accordance with his pleasure and will. Dear friend, dear brother and sister in Christ, I want you to know that God planned for you before you were even born. God planned for you to be a part of his family before the creation of the world. Before you were conceived in your mother's womb, God planned for us to know and experience fellowship as a part of his family. And if you think about it, if if you spend time studying the Bible, God's word, right? The entire Bible, the entire book is a story of God building a family. That's one of life's purposes. That's one of our God-given purposes is to be a part of God's family, to know what fellowship is and to experience it. God is building a family for himself, and it's going to last not just here uh, during our time here on this earth, but it's, he created us for eternity. He's building a family, an eternal family. Did you know you were made? to last forever. You were created to last forever. You were created for God's family. You see, and, and there's, there's another term here that, that we're going to define this morning. And last week, right, it was worship. And what is worship? Worship is our response to God. It's the act of pointing to His greatness in everything that we do. And now once, once you understand that, right, and, and you, you, you're starting to focus in and live out in God's purpose for your life, God wants you not only to understand that you were created to worship, but God wants us to understand this second purpose. And we're going to dig into it this morning, right? Fellowship. We were created to be a part of the family of God. And so here's the definition of fellowship. And this is the first blank in your outline that you can fill in if you like to write things down. Fellowship is living in God's family. Fellowship is living in God's family. 1 Timothy chapter 3, verses 14 through 15. Although I hope to come to you soon. Now this is, again, this is the Apostle Paul writing this letter to his younger brother in Christ. Timothy who is also a pastor serving and leading in the church. Paul writes this to him, although I hope to come to you soon, I'm writing you these instructions so that if I am delayed, you will know how people ought to conduct themselves in God's household, 
which is the church of the living God, the pillar and the foundation of the truth, so that you will know how people ought to conduct themselves in God's household, in God's family. Paul here, he's writing about how we are to live as part of God's family. And God's family is the church. Did you know that? Brothers and sisters in Christ, we are the church. We are God's family. Church is not a building. It is not an institution. It is not a nonprofit organization. It is not a club. We are the body of Christ. We are the family of God. You see, a lot of people, right, when we talk about church, how do we talk about church? Because oftentimes how we talk about things, it, it sheds light on what we think about things. And what we think about things comes from what we believe about things. How, do, how is it that you talk about church? How is it that you talk about the family of God? How many of you have ever said, well, I'm going to church today? I've said that. I say it all the time. I am physically going to the church building. I mean, talking about church as if it was a place to go. And we all know, right? And if you didn't know, I want you to know today, church is not a place to go. Church is a people. We, you and I, as followers of Jesus, we are the church. Church is not a place that you go. Church is a family that you belong to. All right? There's a big difference. And if all that we do is talk about church as a building and a place to go, then, that's, then you're going to miss out uh, on the greatest blessing of being part of the family of God, and that's having a relationship with God and a relationship with one another. It's a family that we belong to. And, and there's four truths that I want to share with you this morning about fellowship. Four truths that I want to share with you about living as part of the family of God. You see, and there's, there's something I want you to know about biblical fellowship. It is impossible to fulfill God's purpose for your life without fellowship. It's impossible to live out and experience God's purpose for your life without fellowship. You were not meant to be on this earth alone. You were not meant to go through this life just by yourself. Regardless of how strong you are, how smart you are, how skilled you are, or how capable you think you are, God created us for fellowship. God created us to experience godly relationships with one another, to live life together, to walk alongside one another. The fact is, we need one another. And it's because of Jesus, it's because of Jesus that we can experience the blessing of fellowship. It's because of Jesus that we, the church, we are a family like no other. It's because he died, he shed his blood for the forgiveness of our sin. He is the one that makes our relationship right with God. And he is also the one that allows us to experience healthy relationships with one another. We are a family like a, no other. And the first point is this. The first truth about fellowship is this. We are a family like no other because of membership. And what does membership means, mean? It means we choose to belong. Membership means we choose to belong. You belong. 
to the family of God. You belong to God. What does that mean to live that out? It means you find a church family, you choose one, and you commit to it. Not only do you commit to a church, a local church, but you connect with that local church body. Again, I'm not talking about a building. There's no way you can connect with a building. We commit to a people, and we connect with them. Look with me at at what else the Apostle Paul wrote in Romans chapter 12, verse 5. Romans chapter 12, verse 5. So in Christ, we, though many, form one body, and each member belongs to all the others. Do you see the word belong? Do you see what Paul is saying? In Christ, yes, it's because of Jesus Christ and what he's done for us on the cross through his life, death, and resurrection. And when we put our trust in him as Lord, as he has forgiven us of our sin and made us new, God has adopted us into his family We are made to be one body. God planned for the church to be one body of believers, each member belonging to the others, each member doing their part. And I want you to know, when you read this passage, when we think about fellowship, when we think about what it means to be a part of the church and to be a part of the family of God, I want you to know, dear friend, dear brother and sister in Christ, you matter. Your attendance matters. Your presence matters. Your personality and your giftings matter. Not only do you matter, but you belong. Now, there are so many people in this world searching for belongings, searching for connection, searching searching for meaning in this life. And the reason that we don't find belonging, that we don't feel connected, and we don't feel satisfied in this life is because we are disconnected with God, our Creator. And not only that, We're not living out God's purpose. You see, the Christian life is not just about believing in Jesus. Yes, we are saved from our sin. We are saved from hell, the consequences of our sins. We are saved by believing in Jesus Christ as Lord, right? We know that. It's by God's grace that we are saved through faith in Jesus Christ. And it's not of yourselves. It's a gift from God. It's not by our own doing that we can be saved from our sin and have the blessed assurance of eternal life. It's only because of what Jesus did. But see, the Christian life, God created us not just to be saved. Yes, he wants you to be saved so that it can be with you for the rest of forever. But he also created us to live, right? To belong, to belong to a family to belong to one another. And you and I, we have to choose to do this. Right? We can easily state, yes, Pastor Steve, I know God created me to be a part of the church body, the church family, the family of God. Well, brother and sister, you also have to choose to belong. Fellowship begins with belonging. It begins with making that choice to be intentional and to grow and to live out love to put love into action. See, God wants us to identify with one another, to make the choice to be part of his family. Just like each of us was born into a biological family, right? It's something that's that's automatic. It's part of who we are, right? Each of us is, whether we like it or not, we're part of a biological family. 
but so it is spiritually, right? In the family of God, once you've been forgiven of your sins, you have been adopted into the family of God. And so you have a part to play. You are vital. And you, yes, you matter and you belong. You know, we, we hear it all the time. And I pray that we hear it less and less and less as we grow in the grace and knowledge of our Lord and His Word. But some people say, right, well, Pastor Steve, I'm a Christian, but I don't need to go to church to be saved. I don't need to be a part of a local church. I, I can just sit at home. I can just watch sermons online. I, can, I read my Bible. I pray. I study God's Word. I help people. I do good things. Isn't that enough? Well, I will tell you, it's not a question of whether that's enough. The question is, am I being, living in obedience to God's word, all of it? You see, am I just picking and choosing the things that I'm comfortable with and, and the things that I want to do? Or am I, have I surrendered my life to Jesus Christ and said, Jesus, whatever it is you want me to do, I want to do it. You see, it's not just about saying I'm saved and then living a life however you want to live. You see, when you say that Jesus is your Lord, that means you want to follow him and do what he says. And see, we were created to worship him and we were created to be a part of his family. And so we need to consider, dear church, what it means then to experience and, and to live a life of fellowship with my fellow brothers and sisters in Christ. You know, in other contexts and in areas of life, we wouldn't think twice about the necessity and the importance of, of being together and spending quality time together, would we? Like, what have, how many of you have ever played any team sports? Anybody? How many of you would say, yeah, I'm a part of a team, and then you tell all your teammates, it doesn't matter, guys, if you show up. You know, we're trying to win the championship, but it doesn't matter if you show up. Just, just as long as you said you're part of the team, that's, that's, that's what we want to do. No, that's ridiculous, right? We all chuckle, right? It doesn't work. What if, what if you're a member of the band or the orchestra, right? And you say, guys, I'm a member of the band. And then only one member shows up for the concert. That's ridiculous, right? See, a Christian without a church family is like an orphan, See, we say that we're a Christian, yet we don't care about the rest of the church family. That's so, that's hypocritical. That doesn't make sense. That God created us to be a family. Jesus died for his family so that we could be together, so that we could live life together, so that we could experience the blessing of, of being a part of his family. Right? It's all throughout God's word. We are all members of the body of Jesus Christ. And, and again, we need to understand that God created each one of us to play a different part, to be a different part of the body. Just like if you stand here and look at me, my physical body, which is nothing impressive, but I stand before you and tell you to look at me as a reminder, every body part is important, isn't it? I noticed this full well two years ago, and I, I realize it more and more every day as I'm getting older. Right, two years ago, I woke up one morning and my big toe hurt. I couldn't walk because I was in pain because my one little big toe, well, big toe, little big toe, 
my big toe hurt. But see, I, we, we can all relate to a certain extent. Some of us have experienced some pain physically or, or some hardship or have been, been ill or sick. And some of us are struggling with that today. But let that be a reminder to us, every part of the body is important. Don't ever believe the lie. <laughs> or people say, Pastor Steve, you know, I, there's nothing special about me. There's nothing, you know, you guys can, can do fine without me. I can stay at home. I can just do this. I, I, you, don't want, you don't need me to help out. And I will tell you, dear friend, dear brother and sister, that's a lie. God created you. God gifted you. That's God's word. Every Christian, he is gifted with special gifts to use for what? For the building up of the body of Christ, for the building up of God's family. Did you know that God says that? You were created for a purpose and you matter and you belong. And so part of one of our priorities as we desire to worship God is also to, to fellowship with brothers and sisters in Christ. That means we need to show up. You know, I don't care about the attendance numbers but because of recording them and blasting them out to other people. That is not why we keep attendance. You know, we keep attendance to know how many people are coming in and out, but also because we want to keep track of each person so that we can care for you, we can pray for you, because we love you. It does matter if you show up or don't show up. And I have to share this. I want to share this. Dear brother and sister, I know, and I don't know exactly the things that you may be going through in your life, but I want you to know that as part of the family of God, I love you and I miss you when I don't see you and when we are not able to spend time together. I'm not trying to be mushy-gushy. I just want you to know that's the truth. And I want you to know you are important and you are needed. I know there have been people that have been, if you are not physically unable to gather together with other people, then I encourage you, brother and sister, make it a priority to meet together regularly with other brothers and sisters in Christ. Come on Sunday. Get connected with a community group. Right? Fellowship is more than just seeing each other once a week. Fellowship, God created us to live life together. The other truth, the next, the second truth about fellowship is this. We are a community, a family like no other because of friendship. And, and, and friendship means that we learn to share. We learn to share. It seems very simple, right? It seems very elementary. But that's one of the greatest blessings of, of, of fellowship, friendship. That means we learn to share. You see, we're created in God's image. And so, so you and I, we were made for relationships. And, and the Bible says, right, God says it is not, for, it's not good for man to be alone. Right? We see that in the book of Genesis at the very beginning. In other words, God tells us that we were made for one another. Life is not meant to be lived so low. We all need friends. We all need a family. And the Bible says, right, God says in Acts chapter 2, 
Right? Acts chapter 2 talks about the acts of the disciples after Jesus ascended back to heaven and he, he, he sent his Holy Spirit to indwell all the believers and that's where we see the New Testament church explode. And so Acts chapter 2 verse 44 says this, all the believers were together and had everything in common. All the believers were together and had everything in common. And notice two things. One, you cannot develop friendships without meeting together. Number two, you can't develop friendships without sharing. Now, it's just, it's a logical thing that happens. It's, it's a natural thing that happens. The more that you intentionally meet together, the closer you will get to other people, to the people that you're meeting with. You know, I mentioned this earlier during the holidays, right? I, I was just reminded of, you know, of course, it's a reality and it, it's obvious. The people that I, I or the family members that I don't get to spend as much time with, I'm not as close with them as the family members that I do get to see more often. It doesn't have anything to do with how much I love them. I love them all. But the fact is, the less time I get to spend with people, the, the further or the our relationship seems to be. You know, I am so blessed uh, to have grown up in the church uh, from, from birth. <laughs> I, I was going to church. My, my parents, my mother brought me to church. I grew up going to church at First Chinese Baptist Church here locally in Phoenix. And see, I, I was so blessed for people uh, by people who shared with me. And I'm talking about people, brothers and sisters in Christ that shared their lives with me. People of all ages, brothers and sisters. Guys, did you know that, that you can't just benefit purely by people that are your own age and life stage? But I am testament to, to benefiting and being blessed by people of all different ages, even people younger than me in the body of Christ. But see, when you think about fellowship, when you think about friendship and, and, and how we learn to share, I want you to think about these three things. You can write these down. Three things that you can share as a part of the body of Christ. You can share your experiences. You can share your home and your possessions. And you can also share your difficulties. You can start, when you're thinking about sharing, start with your experiences your home, your possessions, and your difficulties. You know, I tell you, when I think back, I think about one of the greatest blessings in my life is learning about and learning from other people, learning about God and learning about life, learning about God's Word, both people young and, and, and people not so young. I think of, I, I recall as, as I was thinking about this earlier and, and during this week, I'm thinking about faithful brothers and sisters in, in my life, in my church family that have poured into me through the years from birth all the way up until today. You know, as, as I was thinking about it, names just, just flooded to my mind. Uh, there was Mrs. Tang, there was Mrs. Yu, there was Kendra, there was Minor, there was Shirley, there was Kent, there was Randy, there was Manivan. And in my teenage years, my pastor, Pastor Joy, there was Jimmy, there was Mary, there was Candy, there was Harold, there was Doug. 
In my college years, there was Roxanne and Rick and Marcel and Wayne and Jeannie and John and Anna. And these names might be, mean nothing to you, but I will never forget them. I didn't have to sit there for hours to remember every single Sunday school teacher that ever invested in me. Do you know why I remember almost every one of my Sunday school teachers and mentors growing up? It's because I spent time with them and at least, at least meeting with them once a week for over 21 years of my life. Not only did I see them, but we, they talked with me. They shared with me. They taught me about God and His Word. They shared their lives with me. And I will always be thankful for my church family and how they shared their life with me. And that is true today and about you all. Thank you for sharing your life with me. God is used, has used you to make a difference in my life. Share your experiences. Who is it that you're sharing your experiences with today? Don't ever discount your experiences and what you've gone through because you know what? God has been working in your life, your whole life, and you have a lot to share. And you have so many different ways that you can be an encouragement to somebody. Share your experiences. Share your possessions. Right, 1 Peter chapter 4, verse 8 through 10, above all, love each, each other deeply because love covers a multitude of sins. Offer hospitality to one another without grumbling. Each of you should use whatever gift you have received to serve others as faithful stewards of God's grace in its various forms. This passage is talking about loving, putting love into action. Love is an action. And did you know that our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ, he commands us, love one another just as I have loved you. You see, Jesus shared that command with his disciples before he ascended to heaven. And he said, this is a new command that I give to you. And what was new about it? Because we've heard that before, right? Love God and love your neighbor. What's so different about that command? The difference is Jesus clarified it clarified what love is and how we are commanded to love and capable of loving by saying, love one another just as I have loved you. And what did Jesus do? How did he demonstrate his love to you and I? While we were still sinners, he died for us. He died for you. And that is the same love that we are called to love one another with. So, as we have compartmentalized what it means to have my biological family and my church family and my friends and my church friends and my school friends and my work friends, let us remember what the Word of God says. Love one another just as I love you. Who is it that you are sharing your experiences with? How many of you have ever opened up your home? Don't raise your hand. How many of you have ever opened up your home and invited someone in. It doesn't mean you have to have a single family detached home, okay, to invite someone in. I'm talking about inviting someone into your living space and showed hospitality to them, served them, spent quality time with someone in, in your home. Well, Pastor Steve, you don't know how messy my house is. Pastor Steve, I don't have the gift of hospitality. I'll leave that to you and Larry. I will say, where does God tell you that? 
in his word, that you cannot invite someone into your home unless it's spick and span and looks like the home decorating catalog and that you have a, a 5,000 square foot home and, and uh, it doesn't say that anywhere. If anything, we just heard, we just saw what God says, be hospitable, hospitable to one another. That's putting love into action. That's being willing to sacrifice for someone else's benefit. And then I will tell you this, I've been in a lot of homes in my lifetime and a lot of nice ones and a lot of nicer ones. But the thing I remember when people invite me over, I don't remember what their house looks like. I remember about how they treated me. I remember the relationship that I have with these people. Will you share your possessions with your brothers and sisters in Christ? And that last, you know, the third thing that you can share is you can share your difficulties. You can share your problems. You know, Satan would, would love nothing more than for us to fear one another and to isolate ourselves from each other. Satan would want nothing more than you and I to believe that, you know what, I'm too messed up for people to love me. You know, I don't have enough gifts and I don't have enough possessions for people to want to spend time with me. You know what, I don't want to impose on you. So I'm not going to bother to share anything difficult, any problems that I have in my life because I, I love you and I don't want to impose on you, Deacon Larry, because I love you, so that's why I'm not going to share with you anything. I, I, don't, I don't want to impose on you. There's nothing more, there's not a, that's one of the biggest lies that I think I hear people actually share with me. Oh, Pastor Steve, I, did, I just didn't want to impose on, on you. Uh, I didn't want to impose on, on, on my friends or my family. I, I was just going through such a difficult time. We were created to bear with one another. We we're created and called to bear each other's burdens. That's part of the blessing of being part of the family of God. You don't have to put on a mask and a show and act like you got everything together and everything's perfect. And if you need someone to tell you that not everything's perfect or to show you that not everything's perfect, just look at me. Nothing in my life is perfect. And one of the greatest blessings that I've ever experienced is to allow somebody else to love me. Are you willing to share? Yes, the third truth about fellowship is that it's a partnership. We do our part. Ephesians chapter 4, verse 16, From him the whole body joined and held together by every supporting ligament grows and builds itself up in love as each part does its work. Everybody, we need to do our part. And I'm not just talking about Sunday morning. Please, if, if you're hearing everything that I'm saying and when I ask you to, to show up, to, to do your part, I'm not talking just about Sunday morning. Yes, I include Sunday morning, but I'm talking about as we go out from this place every day. Do your part. And some of you might be saying, Pastor Steve, I don't know my part. And I will say, amen. Thanks for acknowledging that. I want to help you to find what your part is. And the best place that you can, the best thing that you can do and the first place to start is for you to ask God, God, where can I start to do my part? What part did you create me to play? And then secondly, go to his word. Because I know 
you will find the answer. And talk to me. Talk with another brother or sister in Christ. Together we can find out what, what it is and where it is that God is calling you to serve. Get involved. Right? And you don't have to be qualified. In fact, nobody is qualified enough to do anything for God. Because our good deeds, anything good that we could do as human beings is like filthy rags compared to God. But the beauty of life with Christ is that he invites us in and he allows us to be a part of what he is. And see, when we make ourselves available, when we surrender to Jesus Christ, God will do amazing things. We are a family like no other because of partnership. We do our part. How many of you, what part is God calling you to step up into? It may not be easy. It may not be something that you're an expert in. It may be something new and something you have no experience in doing. What is it that God is calling you to do and to step into as you desire to live in obedience and, and, and experience the blessing of fellowship and being a part of the fellowship, the family of God? The last truth the fourth truth about fellowship that I want to share with you. We are a family like no other because of kinship. We are a family that loves like Jesus. 1 John chapter 3, verse 16. 1 John chapter 3, verse 16. This is how we know what love is. Jesus Christ laid down his life for us, and we ought to lay our lives down for our brothers and sisters. We are a family that loves like Jesus, and the only way that we are able to do this is because Christ is now in us by grace, through faith in Jesus Christ alone. Brother and sister, you can know the love of God and also live out the love of God. Fellowship, it's not a to-do list. If anything, God teaches us that it's about loving one another just like Christ loves us, especially your brothers and sisters in Christ. And I am guilty of it. At times, I've treated my church family, you, my dear brothers and sisters, as if you are second place, as if you, my biological family is up here, and then church family is down here. But may it never be. And yes, I may spend more time with my biological family I mean, that's part of my responsibility as a husband and as a father. But our, we are commanded and we are created to love all of our church family, brothers and sisters, with the same love as Jesus loves us. See, this is a bond that we've been given by Jesus Christ that is stronger than any mere human blood. Jesus shed his blood on the cross. He was fully man and he was fully God. He paid that price for our sins. He's given us new life eternal through faith in him. And he is the one that determines our purpose. He is the one that's given us purpose in this life. And so any other thing that we pursue in this life, any other purpose that we think of that, doesn't, that isn't found in God's word, we are wasting this life. And so, brother, dear brother and sister, will you choose to live out God's purpose for your life as you desire and as you prioritize worshiping Him and as you prioritize living as a part of God's family, as you, as you prioritize fellowship 
What is it that God is calling you to do today? What is that next step that God is calling you to take today? Maybe you need to join the church. Maybe you need to, to, to trust Jesus as your Lord. Maybe the first step for you is to trust Jesus as Lord, to be forgiven and to be adopted into to his family. Secondly, maybe, maybe Jesus is calling you to, to follow him in obedience and be baptized. You know, baptism is really just the outward expression of what Jesus has done for you on the inside. Baptism is like telling the world, thank you, God, I am now a part of your family. I'm now a part of God's family. Thank you, Jesus, for what you've done for me. That's what baptism is, and that's why it's so beautiful. It's a public declaration of what Jesus has done for you. Maybe God is calling you to step up and to serve in some way. You recognize there's a need and you see that God is calling you. He's planned and positioned you specifically to do something. Will you take that step and just say, God, I don't know all the details. I don't know exactly what you're calling me to do, but I want to be available. And God, I'm going to take this step. I'm going to take this next step. I'm going to volunteer for this. And, and in the meantime, God, I'm seeking what it is that you want me to do. I, want, I need your wisdom and direction and, and guidance. But God, in the meantime, I'm going to use everything that I have that you've given me, God, to do all that I can do for your glory and for your kingdom. Who is willing to surrender to Jesus today? Are you willing? Would you pray with me? Heavenly Father God, we praise you and we thank you. Thank you for your word. God, thank you for adopting us into your family. Thank you, God, for saving us from our sins. Thank you for the hope and the peace and the joy that we have only through a relationship with your son, Jesus. And God, I thank you for my dear church family here at Northwest. And I pray, God, that day by day, you would show us more of your love, show us more of, of the blessing of being a part of your family. And God, I pray that you would lead each one of us, including myself, that you would lead us all to do our part, knowing that if we're, when, we're not, when we don't show up, when we, when we sit on the sidelines, that means we're all hurting, we're all suffering. And God, I pray, I know that there's people struggling. I know that there's people struggling at home and that some people are watching here on TV. God, I pray for them. And they're struggling with something that's, that's preventing them from gathering together, whatever it may be, from committing and contributing. God, I pray that you would meet them where they are at right now. God, that you would set them free from whatever it is that's holding them back. That they would be able to take that step that you are calling them to take. Those that are at home or wherever, wherever they are online and, and those that are sitting here today, God, help us to take a step of obedience as we consider your word and as we consider your commands, as we consider the purpose that you created us for, fellowship with your family. Thank you, God. and pray this in Jesus' name, amen. I want to invite you to stand. We're going to sing this song. This is a time for you to respond to God. If God has led you to take a next step, whatever that may be, maybe he's, he's led you to put your faith in Jesus Christ as your Lord. Maybe he, you want to get baptized. Maybe the next step is for you to get plugged into a community group or some ministry to serve. I want to invite you to come as we sing. Share with me so that I can pray with you and encourage you as we sing. 
If you were encouraged by today's message, be sure to follow us on Spotify and hit subscribe on Apple Podcasts or wherever you stream your podcast. To listen to other sermons and watch our live gatherings, visit us online at nwcbc.org. We look forward to see the difference God will make in your life. Thank you for listening to Northwest Chinese Baptist Church Podcast.